Hello and welcome to the Modern Musclehead Podcast. This is episode 11, Scott Tuzna of MetabolicMasterpiece.com. Joined by me, joined with me, by me, I don't know, as always, <laughs> my co-host, <laughs> Brian Cron of BrianCron.com, B-R-Y-A-N-K, oh my goodness, are you K-R-A-H-N. Wow, that, that took a long time, but you God, nailed it, man. Damn it, so few letters. So much confusion in my brain. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't get enough of my protein shake in me today. How are you, Brian? I'm awesome, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, so today we're going to be discussing some. Uh, well, give some updates on our training, your your uh, two a day training, how that's going, how my rest week went. Uh, we're going to talk about intraset stretching, um, some of the limits of science when it comes to bodybuilding. Uh, we're going to talk about taking shit to the next level like like the top bodybuilders out there the pro bodybuilders it's sure they may be taking some performance enhancing drugs and all that stuff and some people could use steroids as an excuse that's the only reason they're getting there but these guys are training at a whole new level and then even if you look at some of the natural guys who are really taking their physiques to the next level um the level of focus and intensity in their training is a whole, I mean, it's a whole new ball game there. So we're going to be talking a bit about that, sharing our tip of the week and dumb shit that we've been seeing in the gym and <laughs> throughout the press uh, this week. So, um, well, let's, let's dive into it. And Brian, how has, is this your third week or fourth week on the two a day training? I don't know. I think I'm so damn tired. They're all blending into one another. So I think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, it's week three or four and it's, uh, yeah, it's real. I'm so enjoying it. It's, uh, it's a huge investment of time. And I, and so far that's the only thing that's been kind of, uh, been weighing on me a little bit is that, you know, going back the second time in the, in the late afternoon or evening can be, uh, feel like a chore, but man, I just love, love, I love, I love the results. Cause it's just such two different uh, exposures like in the morning it's heavy and it's slow and it's it's kind of methodical and at night I just I don't even have a plan I just show up and I just just go for a pump and it's great because the gym's busier then and I can just bounce from thing to thing and 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 get my workout in it's just yeah it's such a such a cool way to train and uh, yeah I'm getting stronger in the morning workouts and scale is continuing to go up a little bit and yeah I'm liking it are you, are you looking a little leaner um, or just kind of maintaining your level of leanness right now? You're supposed to be in a deficit right now. You're I, supposed to be in a cutting phase. Um, so I, it's, well, I know. I know. I, I will start that in earnest in, in, in March, I promise. But uh, I know I'm, I mean, my waist is still going down a little bit and I'm, I'm so freaking hungry. Hmm. It's just crazy, especially those training days. I just I just I just eat uh, not certainly not nonstop, but man, I'm eating a lot. So waist is going down, even if it's a little yeah. bit, and your scale yeah. weight scale weight's going up. So that, that's got to yeah. be a good indication. Yeah, that you're I losing mean, even even if it's just a little bit of body fat. So you you must be in some sort of slight deficit at least. I must be. I mean, just like yeah, I, I added up the training volume. It's it's pushing ten hours a week. So I mean, you gotta if you're training hard at that volume, you have to. I mean, that's a lot of, at least for me, that's a lot of damn training. And I don't, you know, I don't, I don't piss, I don't piss around. No, no, there are people, I mean, this kind of all started when you're talking about cutting and, um, two a day, like people, a lot of people would do cardio. This is kind of your way instead of doing cardio, fuck that, I'm going to train twice a day instead. Um, so a lot of people would do that. Like, I know I did that before in one, during one or two of my cutting phases, I go do cardio first thing in the morning and later in the day do my weight training. Oh, exactly. You're just doing weights both times. Uh. Yeah, and to, to yeah to explain a little better, um, that's the whole point. Is that I have my I'm keeping my calories deliberately on the higher end, and doing twice a day workouts like with with weights. You know, definitely just chasing performance. You know, chasing a training effect, and then as I get you know as the weeks go by, I'm going to cut back on the weight training and replace it with more like just standard cardio. And obviously, start bringing my calories down. So I'm kind of gonna see if I can get leaner that way. Just you know, go up first and then bring it back down. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the method to the madness there. It's kind of a I, I like that approach. That sounds yeah. great. And there's other people who will do 
Um, kind of the opposite of that. Like in the beginning, they'll get more aggressive with their caloric deficit because they got more body fat there, kind of less yeah. chance of losing muscle mass during that time. Yeah. Uh, and then increase, slowly increase their calories as they get leaner. Um, just to make sure again, that they're not losing muscle mass. Uh, and I mean, just kind of bringing themselves up to like at the end of their cut, they're kind of eating around maintenance, which, uh. It's kind of nice. It's like a, a reverse taper, but during a cut. It's it's interesting. I think there's there's no right or wrong, and yeah. it's fun to experiment with all of it because a lot of others will will do exactly what you're doing. They say, all right, well, if you're too aggressive in the beginning, yeah. and you hit a plateau, would exactly. you change? Would you change? Here, you're like doing the least amount of deficit that you that you can take part in and and, and lose a bit of fat, and then. You want to make more progress, you just start cutting back a little bit and cutting back a little bit. So to me, I like that approach a lot well, better. It, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm – that sounds terrible. I feel like I'm building muscle. <laughs> <laughs> sounds so stupid. But no, I, it, it does feel more like you know, that I'm growing right now. I'm certainly, certainly I'm getting bigger. Um, people are commenting. Uh, so I mean there's – it that's just feels – That's the best yeah. justification right there. Yeah, and um, and the way I'm keeping the, the the calories kind of in check is that on these twice a day training days, I'm keeping my fats as low as possible. So I'm just eating lots of carbs, uh, lots of protein, but very very low fats. So I'm so being very cognizant of what I'm eating. And then on the on the non training days, my fats are a little bit higher, carbs are way lower. Um, so it's kind of balancing things out for the course of the week. So it's yeah, it, it's. I'm definitely liking it, and uh, you know, it's it, the other thing I should throw in too is that I started in pretty good shape. I wasn't fat. Mm-hmm. Like if I was, if I was coming off, if I was really chubby, I, I don't think I would do this. But so yeah, yeah, it's something to play with, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is. I mean, the other approach as well. Like I, I do enjoy a slow and steady approach because there is that chance that you can be building muscle at the same time. As you're burning fat, the holy grail of body recomposition right there, trying to lose fat and, and build muscle at the same time. But you are more likely, especially if you're timing your, your meals optimally, I guess, like eating more around your, your training periods. Um, yeah, I know. It's still, it's still up there. But if you're, if you're keeping that deficit lower, there's, there's a greater chance that you're going to be – that you can build some muscle while you're burning fat. Where, but the only issue is that you're kind of dragging out the cutting phase and and not really dedicated time to to building there. So there's, I guess there's there's pros and cons of be, taking a more aggressive approach and just get that cutting phase done and over with. And well, I, I as you know, man, I steal probably ninety percent of my inspiration from like thirty forty years ago, mm-hmm. and just that's you know that's the way dudes used to do it, man. Is they would just they would crank up their training like their weight training to twice a day and they would just they would treat it like their lives and then you know as as their their contest approach and keep in mind i'm not dieting for a contest right but if as their contest approached they would you know cut back on training and maybe start doing more cardio and, and certainly lower their calories a lot but you know at first they would just they live like bodybuilders just focusing on weight training and 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 hours in the gym and just and getting stronger and getting bigger and not so much riding a freaking bike and, and charting every macro, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're hitting the gym three times a week for the, the, the two a days. How many days are you going in to do some of the extra work? I know when we <laughs> talked last Saturday, you were going in to do a, a little bit of accessory work there. Yeah. You know, to be perfectly honest, I find the, I still go in on Saturday and I do one workout. Mm-hmm. So I'll be going in today, but the other days, man, I just I have too much work to catch up on. So I, uh, I actually I don't do much of anything. I mean, I'm still active. I'm still walking around and doing my thing. But uh, I'm certainly not going to the gym. I stay the hell away from the gym. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, I'm just uh, I'm using those days to catch up on all the other stuff I need to do. Yeah, but still, this is like overall more volume than what you're you've been doing uh, for a little while. Oh yeah, most yeah, yeah most yeah, absolutely. So it'd be interesting to see if you. The comparison between the same kind of volume, but just in a single session a day, like basically spending going beyond like the 60 minutes when you're you're going to go catabolic right there and then 
just keep oh. training. <laughs> you know, it would that would totally work. To be yeah. perfectly honest, I know. Um, yeah, I know a lot of bodybuilders. They still do two-hour workouts. Yep. Even though that's totally uncool and, <laughs> and yep. all these, you know, I. I can name a few off the top of my head that still do that and they just that's it's all basically the same. I just get, you know, I just, you know, I like I wanted to play with this, so mm-hmm. you know, it's but certainly that totally works too. Yeah. It's on my yeah. list to experiment with for sure. So looking yeah. forward to that. Excellent. Good update. So I was supposed to have uh, a rest week this week. The last time we talked, it was Saturday. So I had Saturday Sunday off, which is was part of our normal schedule. Trained Monday, just hit shoulders. Then my workout partner headed out of town on vacation, and that was going to start my rest week. I was going to take a full week off. Actually, it's going to be like eight days off until he gets back this upcoming Wednesday. And uh, so I had Saturday, Sunday off normally, and then took Tuesday, Wednesday off, and woke up Thursday morning and going, this is fucking ridiculous. Like I was... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't take it seriously. It, was, it wasn't even 6 a.m. And I texted my uh, backup workout partner because I had seen him the day oh. before. He was really he was really bummed out. He was looking forward to training with me while my workout partner was out of town. And I was like, dude, I'm just I'm, I'm going to take a rest week this week. And because uh, so many people say take that get a schedule in those those weeks off and all that shit. So um yeah, I, I Thursday morning I, I text him. I'm like, "Fuck it, I need to hit the gym." I just, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling the same. I just, I, ah, I just, I, I love, I love the gym. I freaking love training. It does so much for me outside of the gym, um, and it felt great. Like I didn't, I didn't feel like I really needed a break. Like those times yeah. where. There was time, it was right around my my birthday, so the end of September when I went through doing the, the high-frequency training at the end of that and lifting, it was a couple months where I really focused on, we are adding a lot more heavy lifting into our training. It was at the end of that, I was like, fuck, I need a break. Yeah. Um, so it took a few extra days off at that point. You could tell like your body just feels beat up, but this week... Like, I feel fucking awesome. I mean, my <laughs> joints feel great. My muscles feel great. I, I feel energetic. Um, oh, just man. everything is, I feel on top of the world. And here I, I felt like a, a, a caged beast just waiting, <laughs> just waiting to be unleashed there. And uh, I was like, and so what, what I did, I ended up, um, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. And I was starting to get these feelings that, man, do I really need a rest period? So I went into uh, Tom Venuto's Burn the Fat Inner Circle and kind of wanted to get their their insights, their their feedback on what I should do. Like, what are their experiences? Do they take time off or, or, or should I give myself the full rest week? And a lot of people, they were, they were kind of sharing the same in, <laughs> insights as me. They're like, you know what? Like, we all have, we all have our rest periods kind of, programmed into our training like i i typically train for the most part five days a week so there's two rest days already in there um and i go through time periods where i will be really intense with my training i'll be i have high volume programmed in there and then we kind of go through some ebbs and flows there where after that period of of high volume and high intensity i'll kind of dial things back a little bit and maybe only train four times a week. So giving myself a little extra rest each and every week and having every once in a while you get those naturally, um, those deload phases where you'll spend a week where you just, you're following the same kind of program, but you reduce the weight a bit. You're not pushing yourself as hard as you can. And I think when you train, especially like a bodybuilder like us, it, um, when you're not always lifting heavy, heavy shit all the time, when you're training with control um when you're training in that kind of eight to 12 rep range uh, when you're really focused on form and feeling the tension in the muscle not the joints it seems like your body recovers, and especially i think that's one of the key things is like i pay attention to recovery especially this year where i've really been focused on quality and quantity of sleep um getting like fueling my body with uh, the adequate micronutrients macronutrients and just the the proper fuel to allow me to recover fully i feel like i don't really need to book a full week off like i see some of these coaches out there who are like 
like every eight weeks for sure. You should at least be taking a week off every eight weeks. And I'd be going nuts if I was taking a week off every other month. And um, and some people even recommend it uh, more frequently than that. So when I, I I did a Google search and like Google's like anywhere from every every three after three weeks of training take a week off to once a year take a week off. I'm like and, and no one had evidence well, to back up that you need to take a rest period off after so much time. So it's like, it's interesting that there's so many coaches that are like adamant that you have to schedule in these rest weeks. And then there's like a lot of us, the old school guys, it's just like intuitive. Like when, you know, like when I knew back at the end of September, like I need a little time off after this, my body was feeling beat down after all that heavy lifting and I needed to take a little extra break. But plus there's, I mean, naturally, life like family vacations and everything it i find that kind of takes care of my rest weeks well once again a classic case of people borrowing from very very high level athletic training you know and trying to extrapolate it into bodybuilding or just a fitness lifestyle like yeah if you're you know if you're squatting a thousand pounds and you're and and you're regularly training with that kind of you know weight on your back then yeah like plan deloads are, are are necessary otherwise you will effing kill yourself but if you're just like you know, you're just a dude trying to build muscle and and you know and using normal human poundages and you're not like some olympic athlete like with a seven hour a day training volume like you don't need to deload so you know so on such a regimen like that it's you can be much more intuitive and uh, it was funny like i talked to dave tate over uh, last week for some other stuff and, and he was just laughing about this because it's like he had a great quote man he said like if if life doesn't naturally give you a reason to deload like your kid doesn't have a christmas concert or you don't you don't have a family vacation or or something then you really need to get a life <laughs> <laughs> it's so true that that is that is so so true and that's that's been my approach over the years. I've never, ever planned, like looking at my training schedule here and bang, here's my week off. I've got to take this week off here no matter what. I've never done that. It's always been no. like, all right, I, I can push it another four to six weeks because we've got a family trip coming up there and that's going to give me my time off. And Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think life naturally, and, and there's a big difference between a, a rest week, taking a whole week off doing jack shit, um, then a deload where you're just dialing things down, using lighter weight, not pushing exactly. yourself to, not going to failure, um, taking a little more time to do. I don't. I don't do mobility work. Fuck that shit. Um, but um, Over, like foam overrated. rolling and 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 using lacrosse, like self massage. I, I like to do a little self massage stuff. Um, mobility work. I don't know. Yeah, I just that's nothing I've included and in, just doesn't appeal to me. Um, it's just, it's just what I am. I, I don't know there, but yeah. So that's the, that's my, my rest week story. I just, I couldn't, I felt no need to do it and it was eating me up inside. And <laughs> so I just went, went back at her. So I hit, uh, back, back so you and called triceps. Your, I you called your side dish, man. You, you, have, a, you have a trading side dish uh, and you like <laughs> totally booty called him and you're like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? Let's go to the gym. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bright. It wasn't even bright and early in the morning. It was fucking dark. It was like, oh, that's the best time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it went great. We had two killer, killer workouts, uh, back and tries and then chest and buys. Um, so, and now I'm taking Saturday and, and Sunday off. So really when I'm looking at the big picture here, nine days, like from, from last Saturday to, to Monday coming up, out of those nine days, only trained three days. So that's that's kind of like I did take a bit of a break, even though it wasn't a full week stretch without training. It was more rest than what I'm typically used to. And it probably was good for me. Absolutely. I probably did benefit from it because I did have two amazing workouts uh, Thursday and, and Friday here. So, um, and I think it just supercharged me. Like it, it like taking, it was. Tuesday and Wednesday off my my mindset like I wasn't even though I was eating well nutritionally I was I still wasn't as excited about finishing this shredding period as I was previously and now I'm like all fucking fired up I'm it, it just I don't know it does it affects me in 
so many different areas of life as well. So, yeah, I'm back at her. There you go, man. Taking this weekend off. Yeah, so rest weeks. I don't know. Just, I think intuitive is the way to go. Um, Well, what I do, yeah. yeah, What I do is, yeah, is I just look at my schedule, like, for the next, like, I look when I'm traveling, basically. Mm -hmm. And I just seem, throughout the course of my my illustrious life, I've, I've always seemed to go away for some, whether it's work or pleasure or something, every about eight weeks or so. And so now, rather than stress about finding a gym, unless I'm going to like freaking Los Angeles and going to be near the Mecca, you know, like if I'm going anywhere else, I just won't train or I'll just, if a workout happens, it happens, you know, awesome. And that's, that's my deload. You know what I mean? Yep. Cause I, cause I'm not a competitive power lifter, you know, and I'm not even a recreational power lifter. What the hell do I care? I don't need, you know, I don't need these planned structured deloads. Mm-hmm. You know, I just need to take breaks occasionally. I know that much for the, and so why not just do it when my schedule kind of dictates that? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. So, uh, but the the question yeah. is though, I think that what everyone wants to know is, are you going to tell your regular training partner <laughs> that you were, <laughs> you oh, were he, knows. And, he knows. knows we were already, we already knew previously uh, that I was going to be cheating on him. He was, he was well aware of that. So uh, he gave me permission. <laughs> oh my God. So that, that means you could probably set up like you could probably have like a, a three-way session. Oh, yeah. We, we do threesomes every once in a while. <laughs> it does surprise me. It does surprise me when we do. Like I always think training with three guys in the gym. <laughs> Fuck, I just okay, I can't even. This is terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, but no, I thought three guys working out together, it's going to be time-consuming. But no, like every time we it's train awesome. with a third – Dude, the camaraderie is phenomenal, and I, th- I find it's an extra boost. I, th- I think we push it, and I-, I think it keeps us even more on par because we're like chomping at the bit to one guy, the other two guys get their sets out, and you're ready to go. And it's almost like the perfect rest period, too. You just recover it's- enough and bang, go at her again. And I love it. I actually oh, dude. really love it. Oh, you totally said it. It's it's the perfect rest period, and it's just like everyone, especially if everyone's kind of competitive. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, if one guy's a kind of a limp dick and he's on his phone and shit, then it's not going to work. But it's like if everyone's kind of on and and really into it, it's awesome. Okay, we're talking about threesomes and guys with limp dicks, <laughs> and this <laughs> just crazy that it all came out. Like, all right, we better move on. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good stuff. All right, let's get to like some of the the science again. Like it seems like, I mean, modern musclehead podcast. We got that that nice, ah, kind of merging of old school in the trenches bodybuilding and kind of modern day science here. That's kind of backing up what a lot of us have done. And again, like just recently, um, it, the University of Tampa, Florida, has been just cranking out. Tons of great stuff, really geared towards us bodybuilders, like Jake Wilson over there, um, the crew that he's got working with him, and it, it just it, it excites the hell of me. Like those guys, I, I'm just I am stoked for what's going to come out of uh, that lab there during the next five to ten years. I think we're going to be, um, well, again, proving a lot of stuff that we've known all along, and then kind of seeing some new stuff as uh, as well. But one of the things that uh, Jake was sharing recently was on. Uh, Intraset stretching, and that's something that uh, I mean, those guys are all tied in with uh, Ben Pikulski, and uh, yeah. I've, I've followed several of uh, BPAC's programs over the years. His uh, Hypertrophy Max program, it's a 12 month um, program, and in one of those phases, uh, it included intraset stretching. And I thought, oh, damn, that's it's cool, it's it's a different, it's a unique. Rush. So basically, what intraset stretching is is that let, let's say that uh, you're doing bicep curls, or or let's say let's do yeah let's do bicep curls. You're doing incline dumbbell bicep curls, and you you do your twelve reps, and instead of putting the weight down, you hold it in that stretch position, and so in the very bottom position, so your your shoulders are back a little bit, and yeah, your arms are straight, and you just it's like you feel this rush of blood going through the veins. It's a completely unique uh feeling and then you end up doing a drop set so so you hold it for well ben in his program he just had it holding for like five seconds drop the weight and i think he was doing it again i don't recall if he did drop sets with that version i forget it's been a little while since i've done it with Mm -hmm. the study that jake did 
or the, the University of Tampa, I think the team under him, uh, they did it with calf raises, which is freaking awesome because my stubborn calves need any kind of uh, different unique stimulus to help them grow. Yeah. So at the calf press, you do your 15 reps and then you hold the stretch position for 30 seconds. Now that's that's well beyond what, what Ben had in his program. And and after you hold that stretch for 30 seconds, you reduce the weight. So you do a drop set, mm-hmm. reduce the weight, do 15 more reps, hold it for 30 seconds, drop the oh, weight. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like a drop set with 30 second holding a stretch for 30 seconds at the end. Uh, it produced some, some nice gains there. So I'm definitely going to be uh, experimenting with that. I've done a few different training protocol with calves where I do, I hold the stretch for five seconds and hold the contraction for five seconds. And that, that's a really cool, um, way to go about blasting the calves. And, um, it was through Ben and Jake's research there with, um, blood flow restriction training as well that has been doing really well for my calves too. So it's, it's kind of fun to, I mean, this interest set stretching, it's not new. I mean, you've been, you said, yeah, it's, it kind of sounds new. Some of the way that they're, they're doing these, they're building upon the foundation that's always already been laid, I guess, by, by some of the classics. Um, Yeah. Like I got, I first read about that. uh, One of the first books I bought was a John Perillo book. Remember John Perillo? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was big on, 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 on fascia stretching. And then later in the nineties or early two thousands, uh, Dante Trudell and dog crap training, it came back into fashion again. And um, it certainly works. But uh, what I found interesting about this, this study that you forwarded me, and bear in mind that I'm the furthest thing from a scientist, but it, it said that they, by just doing this stretching, they were able to increase uh, strength even without lifting weights uh, by 20% in three to eight weeks. Now, I, I was really surprised by that. I could see it for increasing size because, yeah, you expand. Uh, the fashion, the muscle can kind of basically. There's more room for the for the muscle to to fill out per se, but I'm really surprised they got a strength increase without training, just by stretching. I mean, I'm really. I would have said I would have said this morning, no effing way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we have to get Jake on here Was to it, explain yeah, that shit. Yeah, I'm trying to. I read through it yesterday. Was there a couple different studies in there? Because there's some previous ones. Well, the one that. Um, I don't know. Dr. Jose Antonio, he did one where like, it was on quail, so they didn't really do it. There's some non-human studies <laughs> where they just tied... The, quail? A quail, like, bird. What they did was they held the, weights. The fucking, they, a they fucking did bird? A bird. <laughs> but the bird's strength gained wait, just wait. by letting the, his wing strength. So they just they, they hung weights or something from his wings. I think it was wait, for an extended they, period of time. It wasn't a cat. There's no way you can do a calf study on a fucking quail, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it, it, yeah it's interesting where they how they go about this stuff in animal studies first and then so i think there was a few different studies in there i'm not sure if the one that had the strength increase was one where they were doing tra- like the calf the calf training they obviously were training right but like yeah yeah well quail yeah Quails, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you hear rats and all that stuff, but quails as a first. Oh, well. You must anyway. figure it's easy for a bird doesn't need to fly. He gets some wings strapped, I mean, weight strapped to his wings, and then see if he, he's a stronger flyer afterwards. You know, you got to get Jake on here, man. Just, you using quails? Like, that wasn't even... him. That was, that was uh, uh, Jose, Dr. Jose oh, Anto- okay. Antonio there that did that study initially. I think it was a little while ago. Um, and then there, I believe there was another study trying to mimic that and then jake just recently did uh his studies so there's there's a few different they always seems to be um <laughs> uh, like they're just the studies are building upon each other because each one kind of has its own limitation oh. and and i find that in itself is is an interesting thing actually so here we got um, Joey, Dr. Jose Antonio, who, who did one of the study on the quails there, uh, but he's cranking out some great, great research, but then he's always, I like his, his way of thinking and kind of looking at the whole big picture. Um, he recently shared a post called the, the single training hypothesis and like kind of the limits of science, like doing a lot of these studies is that, uh, you kind of have to, 
take everything else out of the equation. So if you're going to have a group doing just like one set of an exercise, that's all they're going to do for an extended period of time. And the other group's just going to do five sets. And you kind of have to take out everything else that's going on in order to see if this one thing is working. And they really, most of these ways that the, these studies are set up, no one's going to freaking train like that. No one would ever yeah. limit one thing and, and try to find that, all right, this one thing does work better than everything else. And we all know from experience that, all right, even if something works better than everything else, it's only going to work for so long and kind of lose its effectiveness. So you kind of, you need to, incorporate a mix of everything anyways and he, i think he mentioned in here like hit and and slow steady state cardio as well i mean if you're going to do hit all the time good luck with that that's uh you'll be running yourself into the ground you kind of need that nice balance of the less intense stuff compared with along with the intense stuff so it's just it's well, that's a, yeah, yeah i mean science has its limitations well it's always it's i always find it funny then you get guys like you know dr antonio who's basically a legend in this industry and he's like among the first to point out the limitations of stuff you know whereas you know people who they they get they log on to pubmed and suddenly they're they they know science so yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it is it's mind-blowing <laughs> like we we see these limitations and then you'll get someone come up with a new product and say it's back this this program yeah. is back the science proves it well okay you're doing you you just put together a workout program that does intervals with burpees and jumping jacks and that, and you're comparing it to a study that was not even you that was using like a bike one of those uh, Wingate bikes and the, everyone was freaking vomiting afterwards and, and <laughs> feeling nauseous and faint and really pushing testing their limits you you can't compare the two results just because that one program had. Uh, six seconds of work and 12 seconds of, of rest. Uh, and now you're, you're doing jumping jacks for, for six <laughs> seconds and 12 seconds rest. It's the same thing. We got the oh, same no. rest intervals here. It's proven. It just, Habit it, of burpees, baby. Yeah. Habit of burpees. Yeah. So many people cherry picked that. And then, but when you look at the big picture, it's just, uh, yeah, it's basically, and again, he, he kind of uses this mentions this at the end of the day that we like the smart guys, like us, us meatheads here, us bros, us muscle heads. We like, <laughs> we look at science like we it it helps. It's kind of it it gives us some sort of backing to our our program design and everything that we do. Like I studied HK and and like the anatomy, the biomechanics, uh, the physiology, all that uh, all that stuff has really helped me. Like looking at EMG studies, I see so many of these guys. Like, Facebook, it just, I can't even get oh, into God. debates with some of these. Like, EMG is useless and, and stupid and limited. And like, yeah, but it's still, it may not be like the most accurate tool, but it's a tool and it, it's given me some guidance as to what exercises, um, how I compare exercises together to make sure that I'm kind of creating an overall aesthetic physique, not, not neglecting any side of sort of aspect of a muscle or a muscle group. And, uh, yeah, I use a lot of that, that kind of science background yeah. to help me kind of formulate, add to my in the trenches experience. And, and Dr. Antonio is one of the guys who is always saying, I mean, the science is freaking awesome, but it's, it's tough to be a coach who's in the trenches, trained tons of clients for like 20 years. And, has like loads of experience and who is also does have a background like educated and and has mm -hmm. an understanding of the science behind it so it's you gotta you gotta still listen to the gurus i actually published a blog on this just well, this week Brian, let's talk let's talk about that brian <laughs> but, but no you gotta still you can't you can't believe everything they say and a lot of it's always typically full of shit or is extremely uh uh depending on context to put it mildly but you still got to listen to the gurus. If somebody's been doing something for 30 or 40 years and getting results, that's a big caveat. If someone's been getting results for that long, they know they're on to something. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe their reasoning behind it is 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 goofy or, or it's not sound or there's something going on there. So you have to at least respect them enough to look at what they're doing and consider what they're saying and then kind of formulate your own opinions. But yeah, I think that's exactly it. And this is a lifestyle yeah. for us. Like yeah. we got decades of training ahead of us. 
and like why if there's all these these guys are trying different things and they're it's obviously been working for them why not try it ourselves it's not like doing following some of their advice for a month or two or three and and seeing how it goes for us it's not going to devastate our gains and throw everything off <laughs> it's all part of the <laughs> it's all part of the big picture I, I think it makes it fun and exciting when you get to try something out even if it isn't completely well hell man you're all science. you're all about spicing it up it seems man you're all about you know giving it a hall pass and and taking weeks off and different training <laughs> so yeah man you're you're on to something there <laughs> oh damn but yes, that's a good article. I really loved it. The uh, the Mike Myers picture is phenomenal. So go, go check out the Guru uh, <laughs> article on Brian's uh, Brian's blog there for yeah. sure. Yes, I'm sure Columbia Pictures will be sending me a letter. Yes, <laughs> I'm always tempted. I, I, I'm writing an article right now on on my rest day rest week experience here, and I you see those pictures of Arnold and rest day. What, 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 what muscle is that? <laughs> and I want to use that image, but like, fuck someone. I know that's going to be the time where someone sues me for using a, oh, a copyright image or whatever. Man, I, I don't know, man. Some of the, I know a dude, I won't, won't mention his names because he's, he's a popular strength and conditioning guy. He's, he had to pay $7,000 once. And that was after he negotiated. With, with like with lawyers and shit because he ran one image that was that was copyrighted oh damn <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm it's, like, it's scary times people are definitely <laughs> out looking for a buck right now so that's yeah. why i tend to use just my own images um as much <laughs> as i can i don't want to steal any shit um yeah all right so let's let's move on to i watched a video of ben pikalski Yesterday or oh. two days ago, training. He's getting ready for the um, Arnold Classic. Uh, I'm a fan of Ben. Like I, I, oh, yeah. I've always been turned off by big bodybuilders, the freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I never watched an Arnold Classic or a Mr. Olympia until um, I started following Ben, just because he's such a genuine, nice guy. Um, yeah. I think he's a good ambassador for the sport, but I do find it really tough to relate to these guys because I'm, I'm a smaller bro and um man these guys yep. are just big freaking beasts but uh, i've always i've been able to put that aside and just appreciate him and the work that he does and appreciate him for who he is but watching the video you really realize I and mean, you've talked to the, about this before like steroids and people say oh he's on steroids and all that stuff and but you can't you can't <laughs> use that as a cop-out for the reason is these people are, are so large unless you're putting in the same level of work ethic. And some will argue that, well, you can't put in that kind of work ethic and, unless you are on steroids and can recover quicker. Which they may have a point. Here there. we go. But yeah. it's it's the level what I what I love about watching him train is his level of focus, intensity. It's all it's all deliberate. And it's not like like watching that video like like the that's how I train. Like, if you look at the workout structure program, it's not like yeah. anything mind blowing. It's not like he's doing anything um, out of this world different nope. than all the rest of us are training. But it's it's that next level shit. It's that like seeing him, he'll do a set and then the weight drops. Like he's done. He he hit failure, sets the weight back, but then he like snaps into this whole new dimension. And the next thing you know, the weight's going up, and he'll just bust out a bunch of partial reps there, just to just to completely fry or annihilate that uh, that muscle, and yeah. he's moving on to the next thing. It's just it's that that extra push, that extra work, where where the burn is kicking, and he's still his form is still well. I shouldn't say it, the partial reps; it's partial reps. They have their they have, definitely have their place, but. Um, yeah, his form isn't getting sloppy with some of these other with the rest of the set. It's all focus. It's all just pushing and testing his limits, really stepping outside the comfort zone. It's it, it's an eye opener to to really see like, am I really pushing it in the gym? Like mm-hmm. I, I like to think I'm testing my limits, but there's a whole new there's a whole new level yeah. in there. I think we can all tap into it. Um, so it's interesting. Yeah. The- I just yeah I, I I I'm I'm a huge fan of Ben's. I mean I I do a little bit of work with him, so I, I've spoken to him a, a number of times, and he's a, a really smart dude. He's a really 
super dedicated to like all the the little things like his nutrition and and just he takes like he takes it so seriously but he's also he's you know he's got a family he's got a life and and everything and certainly he's got a business but yeah i mean you you watch this video and it's just basic exercises that he's doing that everybody like you go to any commercial gym today and you'll see people doing these exact same exercises but what makes it different is this the level of focus that he puts in and it just like jumps right out of the screen and it's so i wish everyone would watch this and not just get get their head out of their ass like right away it's always like oh you know he takes steroids that's why it's like just go past that and just just watch what he's doing and 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 the level of effort and level of focus and you know and certainly the the level of genetics i mean it's pretty you know Mm -hmm. dude is dude is super gifted i mean but it's just i could i don't know it's the best training motivation you know if if you want to build build bigger muscles and it's so it's just like a it's like taking a course just watching the what he's doing just his focus that's that's exactly it so yeah. i i've followed yeah. many of his programs and it's very much in it, it gels really well with my style of training it's very much he's not doing anything different than i typically do i pick up a few different new tricks like the intraset stretching, like the blood flow restriction training. Um, for the most part, I'm like, like, this is how I train normally, but it's what I've always picked up from Ben is the execution of each exercise and how to, how to get the most out of every single rep. And uh, that's what I appreciate him for the most. And that's, that's what most people yeah. say. They look at the paper and like, well, fuck, this is, this isn't, this workout's nothing special, but it's how you, how you do yeah. the workout that makes the difference. Yeah, it's, uh, we should put a link to this video up if it's yeah. possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, it's, I'll, uh, so over at metabolicmasterpiece.com and if you're going to be posting this on your blog, you can link it there as well. Uh, but I'll, yeah. under this podcast, look for podcast uh, number 11 and I'll have links to those studies um, from uh, Dr. Antonio and Wilson over at University of Tampa, Florida and link to uh, to Ben's video here because it it is it's just freaking and you'll see you'll look at it and you're like well shit he's not he's I do those exercises but it's it's just that <laughs> it's that next level shit um, yeah yeah it's the focus and it, it's fun like because I'll see him doing the partial reps and they, he really he preaches working the muscle through the full range of motion but it's he knows there's there's a time and a place for these yeah. other things yeah it's it's not perfect all the time. It's just everything is very deliberate and has a purpose and a reason. It's it's just freaking awesome. He certainly he certainly knows how to use a pec deck machine, man. I oh, mean, it's like <laughs> you see it, yeah, you, you, and that that's one of the big exercises. Any kind of, the the dumbbell flies, those chest exercises. I was really noticing, like my shoulders, especially the, the anterior delts, were always getting way too involved, and my shoulders would kind of round forward, like I'd really be reaching out too far. And now I keep my shoulders back and just focus on squeezing my upper arm up against my chest, and it makes a big difference. You see your chest contract, and then a guy as big as Ben, when you see yeah. him doing that pec deck, it's like a mountain bulges out of his yeah. uh, shirt. It's just unreal. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, good shit. So I'll link to that, and I'd be interested to hear other people's feedback on that too. All right, man, we're getting ready to wrap things up. Let's talk about should we do dumb shit? Let's do dumb shit, and then the tip of the week. What's what's the dumb shit that you've seen this week? Narrowing it down oh, to one man. dumb thing. I mean, I see dumb shit constantly, but one, what's the dumbest thing that you've seen this week? Oh man, hands down, what happened last night, man? Hands down, never seen it. Never. I've just floored. Twenty five years we've been doing this. I'm a fucking gray haired veteran. I've never seen this. Walk into my gym, my my gym, which I, fans of the show will know I have a certain distaste for. <laughs> we got like five or seven. We got a lot of squat racks, so it's it's pretty cool that way. And they're all taken. You know, God bless them. People are people are doing the work. Except one guy who is doing planks. He's doing planks in the squat rack. That's planks. beautiful. That's beautiful. It's he's, like someone's trying to one up the the curls yeah. in the squat rack. And he's wearing knee sleeves. So I like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was so usually I'm I'm not kind of subtle about my opinions and things, but but I was just jaw drop, man. I was I I had like a I, like an out of body moment, man. I I've never seen anything like that. I, I almost went home and just just had to reflect on everything that I just saw. Planks in the squat rack. 
So if he's wearing knee sleeves, he must have been doing some sort of like squatting or deadlifting at some point, and they decide, well, yeah. I, I'm fucking owning this squat rack for the rest. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do yoga moves in this uh, this area as well. And I'm surprised he didn't bring yeah. out his, his his rumble roller like I do in the gym and just start rumble rolling right there <laughs> in the squat rack. And I was watching man, 15 minutes, not a 15 minute fucking plank. I mean, he got up and he would like be on his phone and stuff, and and I don't know. I think he was doing. Some type of stretch or something, but 15 minutes he occupied that rack while I sat there fucking scowling at him, giving him my, my best scowl, like Charles Bronson type shit, man. Like, but yeah, man, he was, I'll give him props. He, you know, he didn't budge. He stuck <laughs> his guns. And... <laughs> I own this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some dumb shit. That's just not respect. That's, uh, that's a lack of respect for your fellow bros. That's plenty of areas to move around, dude. You gotta know that. You gotta know that. Like, I, I, I don't mind seeing guys squat. I mean, not squat. Do curls in the squat rack um, when they're lifting some serious weight. And, and hell yeah. But you can even that. You can move that big ass bar. You can take that. Take a bar and do barbell curls anywhere else using an Olympic bar. You don't have to be in the squat rack. Uh, but yeah, that's a first planks in the yeah. squat rack. That's beautiful. Like, I'm gonna yeah, do a little t- self experiment. That'd be great. We gotta send that to uh, what's it? Spot me, bro. Uh, that Spot YouTube channel. Me. Have him go into gyms or, or what? Uh, oh, what's that? That one channel that guy goes around and oh, you even lift, you even lift. That guy would be great. He should just fucking bust in. Having that guy who's like got some serious balls and someone's about to go in the squat rack and he goes in just as a whole bunch of fucking planks in front of like a yeah. big, big 250 pound dude. That'd be. Get a, get a little see, a little guy go up in the plank in there. See now that just means I gotta I gotta eat more and get bigger because I'm not I'm just not intimidating enough for this dude. Seriously, I mean, he just gave me the he gave me the plank off, man. So. <laughs> man and my up, tip of, man. And my tip of the week is watch this Ben Pakulski video and just don't focus like just focus on on not even what he's doing. The, the exercise is, is kind of that's not even the point. It's just. The level of effort that, and focus that he puts into every rep and every set and every, like if you apply that to your training, even for a week, you'll certainly, you'll notice a difference. Certainly you'll feel more like a bodybuilder. That's for sure. No That's doubt. my tip. Good tip. Solid. All right. Dumb shit. Um, there was a guy, it was previous to, um, we were about to do some T-bar rows. We were heading back the other day. And uh, so this guy was on the T-bar row machine, just fucking loaded. It always cracks me up. The guys who load up the, the T-bar row machine and then stand completely upright and do, <laughs> do like the tiniest of little range of motion where it's like, it's a there's, there's not even, they're not even shrugging. Like there's like, it's like no resistance at the top. If you're completely upright, it's like just basically holding it in place. I'm like, fuck it. That's just, it's, it's useless at that point. They're not even bending over there upright. And when you get that bar upright, it's, there's no gravity involved there. Nothing is nothing is working. So he loads the fucking things up, and he's he's nearly upright. So he's getting getting a bit of um. There's some gravity involved, but he's he, it's like he's dancing around on the platform. Like he was using every freaking muscle to lift that thing up. There was no his form was the the uh, it was just like the worst form possible for a T bar row. Like I don't even know what muscle group he was working, but. He, Dude was probably lifting three times as much weight as as I've ever done on that thing, and it, it was it was just atrocious. So he walks away, I, and you can tell he's like looking around, seeing if everyone sees this weight that I'm lifting here. And so he's done, and we get on there and put like a, a third of the weight that he was lifting and execute it with with good proper form and and holding the contraction for a brief pause and uh, full range of motion, and then some guy. Um, Gets off the the treadmill and comes up to me. He's like, oh, "Man, I see you guys lifting, lifting that weight. You're so controlled, and you see all the muscles like popping out in the back and in the the right muscles. You can tell the right muscles are being activated." And he's like, "That guy who was just on here. He just limped out of the. Gym. He went to. He was holding his back and limping, <laughs> limping to the the locker room, and then he's he walked out. He couldn't even finish his work. So." He ends up throwing his back out doing that thing, and he's probably going to be freaking laid up for. No, he's going. Uh, now he's going to drive to my gym and do fucking planks. <laughs> <laughs> 
so dumb shit. I, I just wish people would learn that that lesson of uh, like check your ego at the door and, and go with proper form. And uh, I guess that'd be one of the tips. Um, just use proper form. Don't do dumb shit like that. But my tip of the week would be to to step outside of your comfort zone. When you feel that that burn kick in on certain exercises, just try to use that that mind over matter. Just block that burning sensation out and see how many more reps you can uh, can put out with good form. And if you you hit that that point where you're really truly at muscular failure, put that weight down and then just lift it up a couple seconds later. It's almost like a rest posting and do partial reps just to get that extra little burn. Whatever it is to kind of step outside of your comfort zone and really test your your limits of where you're at because I guarantee the majority of us are stopping well short of true muscular failure for a lot of exercises and we're not talking about forced reps or anything here it's just really kind of pushing pushing your physical limit and again as you just said Brian like watch that video and then you'll see what we're talking about this this next level shit this this mindset where you really want to to challenge yourself and um yeah so that's that's my tip challenge yourself and step outside of that comfort zone that's awesome awesome Excellent, man. Well, this is better than our freaking hour and a half episode last week. So keeping it not not too bad. We're gonna still we're gonna try. Our goal is thirty minutes, but I think this was a good episode. Good little <laughs> feedback, and glad to see that uh, that you're growing in the gym. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to testing out uh, your stuff, and I'm looking forward to including some uh, interest set stretching into into some of my programming in the months to come as well. Absolutely, yeah. That's. Definitely on my on my list of stuff to do, man. It's good fun. There's so much shit to do. I love it. That's why I love it. That's why I get all fired up and passionate about uh, physique training and bodybuilding. It just it's limitless. <laughs> so many things to train. I feel giddy, <laughs> like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> all right, brother. Well, great talking to you. Have yourself a phenomenal week, and everyone, go check out some of those articles on Brian's site, briancron.com. Check out metabolicmasterpiece.com, and especially look for episode 11 of the Modern Musclehead podcast for the show notes, to for links to Ben's video, the research that we're discussing today, and uh, I always link to Brian's blog from there as well, so you can check out his articles and the articles that we're discussing today. All right, man, have yourself a phenomenal week. Yeah, you too.